And I'm just so blessed by just the spiritual life uh, in, you, in you. It's so edifying. And um, how many had a good day today? Okay. Okay. Lord willing, it'll get better right now, hopefully. <laughs> That was an incredible word. Thank you, Pastor Josie. Beautiful word. And um, I talked to my wife today and I, I said, honey, I, I found the jewel in France. I found a jewel, a diamond. And you ever try to explain something and you, and you can't really explain it? It's just so amazing. So, but I was explaining to her just the life in the church, the you, I was trying to explain you. So, so thank God for you, amen. You are God's jewel, right? You are priceless, yeah. You are priceless. Incredibly valuable. So, uh, Lord, bless our word tonight. <coughs> May they be your words, we pray. And uh, we do say that, Lord, we give you our heart. Uh, speak what is true tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And we, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, bless that man on the horn back there too, Lord. <laughs> Strike him, no, just kidding. Right. <laughs> Sorry, that was not a good start. <laughs> Homiletically wrong. Okay. Jeremiah chapter 2, please. And tonight I want to talk about uh, the grace identity. And this is one of my favorite uh, thoughts. And our identity. And um, it's so important to be defined by the grace of God. Because so many things are trying to define us. They're trying to tell us who we are. They're trying to... Uh, reprogram us after the natural man. <coughs> But grace, it knows only Christ in us. <coughs> And it manifests the work of Christ in us. <coughs> And it's so beautiful to have this revelation of grace. <coughs> And it's a progressive revelation, isn't it? It's something that will take all of our life and all of eternity to really learn. So I'd like us to think about this for a minute. Grace is not only logical. Logic is important. Rational reasonable but grace is not logical it's not limited to logic it is chronological 
which means it's a series of time and steps that progressively show who God is. It's progressive. I mean, for God, it's done, totally done. And like we said last night, he looks at you complete. But we are always learning grace. We open our Bibles and the Bible speaks to us every time, every time in the Spirit. So if... So my reality is very much more than what I see. More. It's more than what I understand. It's more than what I can produce. But it's a mystery. The mystery of grace is progressive. And it's extravagant. And it's beautiful. And that's why it's amazing. And grace gives us a new name. It gives us a new name. And I'd like us to think about that. In Jeremiah chapter 2, I think I gave people new names this week. <laughs> I couldn't pronounce some names. So you were very kind and gave me, gave me like nicknames. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, but I want to learn your name. Like Bruno. Bruno. Where's Bruno? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Am I still? Am I saying that right? Bruno. Okay. Beautiful. A thumbs up. Okay. Uh, he's either very gracious or, I, or that's correct. <laughs> um, see. Satan knows us after our old name, after our sin. He projects our old name, our old nature. He projects it. But God speaks our new name. He handles us in our new name. In our new position. Because all things are new. All things are new. Behold, I make all things new in 21.5 of Revelations. I make it all new. But what happens? In 20, uh, Jeremiah chapter 2.13, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. That's amazing. He is a fountain of everlasting, living, uh, unending water. That's who God is. God is the one who quenches our thirst. And then the second evil is they hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And this verse always fascinates me. Because how many of us have had a bucket with a hole in it and you fill it up 
and you walk with it and then when you get to your destination there's no water <laughs> I mean I like to garden and that can happen sometimes there's a hole in the bucket there's a hole in the bucket and um, this can happen in our soul where life can puncture us or or cut us or make a hole in us and the water of God goes in and out of us and we do not retain it we do not hold on to it and what happens life begins to define who God is in my life circumstances begin to define who God is in my life I begin to define who God is in my life and what's the problem with that is we miss God every single time if we do that we make him very small but God is saying I am producing wholeness in your life I am producing a bucket with no holes I want you to retain the water of the word the water of life let me show you an interesting verse in Ruth chapter 1 so think about that Satan wants to punch a hole in your soul maybe with a lie that we believe maybe we believe a lie it sounds so true and, and so logical and reasonable but it is, it is a lie God is saying that grace cannot be understood 100%. Grace is immense. It is uh, undefinable. It is immeasurable. For it's the person of Christ, isn't it? It's the person of Christ. And so what happens is we come to the church, we open our Bibles, and God heals our cisterns. He heals us. And he reminds us of our new name. Our new nature. Our position. That is his truth. There are a lot of true things today, but is it the truth? Grace is constantly giving us the whole truth about us and God, in God. Okay, so let's look at Ruth for a minute. And I think it's verse 20. Um, let's read verse 19. So, what is defining us today? 
Is it my past? Is it my sin? Is it what people think of me? Is it what I've done? Is it what I should have done? Is it what I didn't do? <laughs> Grace is saying the word of God is defining us in his love. <clears throat> And it's important that we know this in this regard. <clears throat> is what we know of ourself is how we will express to others. <clears throat> how we think about ourselves is how we'll think and handle others. And God wants us to know a new identity. He doesn't want the devil to steal our identity. He doesn't want our past and our Uh, are good things even to define our reality. <clears throat> uh, how many here have ever lost your wallet? How many have lost your identification before? Anybody? Yeah. Anybody lost your passport or your, or your credentials? Yeah. I have, right? And it's very difficult to, to prove who you are. <laughs> I remember I was on a border between Hungary and the Ukraine. And the, in a very interesting border called Chop. I don't know if anybody knows this border. Yeah. It is a spiritually charged area for sure. <laughs> and, and the guy did not like my identification. I said, this is me. He goes, that is not you. I go, this is me. I don't believe it's you. So we were, and I was like, I cannot prove to you who I am outside of my identification. And I began to pray because I was going nowhere. And we had just waited in a line for two miles. It was about six hours of waiting. So, so The Lord touched his heart, thank God. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, Ruth, chapter 1. <clears throat> so this is how the devil can steal our identity. And it can happen through pain. It can happen through tragedy. It can happen by disappointment. And uh, we understand in Naomi's life, she lost her husband and son. Now process that for a minute. A husband and a son. That's a, that's a huge loss, right? And it's understandable that she was discouraged and distraught. It's understandable. So in 19, now the two of them went unto them to Beth, to, and came to Bethlehem. And it happened that they came to Bethlehem and all the city was excited because of them. And they said, is this, Na is this Naomi? And she said to them, do not call me Naomi. Now Naomi means pleasant, beautiful, restful, right? That's her, that's her name. 
But instead she wanted to be called Mara, which means bitter, uh, many tears. She took on the identity of her loss and it took uh, the experience of a grace identity. She took on the identity of her loss. The loss of her husband and her son. And it had more authority in her life than the grace identity. And this can happen. But it's interesting, the recovery here. So she said, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi? Since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me. She's having a bad day. A bad season. And maybe you have been here. Uh, I think maybe we've all been here. But grace, thank you, Lord, the extravagant grace of God never changes when we change. And we just read that it said, do not forget that I'm the fountain of life. Don't forget me. Don't forsake me. Don't leave that fellowship. Because life, if life defines who God is, then every time my God will be very small. But I want my God to define my life. My past is gone. Old things are passed away. Behold, everything is new. That is not denial. That is not uh, ignoring something. It is putting those things in the right place. It is having authority over those things in the grace of God. We must put our pain in the right place. A loss of a loved one. A loss of a job. A loss of a marriage. A loss of an opportunity. We must take that and not let it define us. Amen. Like... I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am God. I do not change. Guaranteed, we will be challenged here. We will. These are good days. But it doesn't take a brilliant person to look a little further in the future and and say, wow, we've got interesting days coming. We do. But our, our identity is where everything that God says that we are, our identity is that we are everything that God says that we are. 
And nothing that the devil says we are. Amen. We are everything that God says that we are. Even if we believe it or not, experience it or not, it's still true. And nothing that the devil says that we are. Even though it feels true, seems true, it makes a lot of sense, it's not true. <laughs> we are such in an age of feelings and emotions and it, it's like tangible. Like, on, on est tellement dans une période de, de, de sentiments, de, de sensations, de choses tangibles. But you know, emotions don't think, they can only emote, they can only feel. Mais les, les émotions ne réfléchissent pas, elles ressentent seulement. This is why we need truth. C'est pour ça qu'on a besoin de la vérité. So we don't lose our name. Pour qu'on ne, ne perde pas notre prénom. Experientially. Euh, de manière expérimentale. Does this make sense? Est-ce que ça a du sens? All right. Yes, no? Oui. Okay. Great. We'll continue then. <laughs> Genesis 32. You're, you're, a good, you're a good audience. 32, Genesis 32. Oh, we have a lot to say tonight. But that's a, that's a key point. Genesis 32, Jacob wrestled with God. Are you wrestling with God today? If you are, that is good. That is good. That is good. Keep wrestling. Keep wrestling. Keep wrestling. You might have a hip problem afterwards, but keep wrestling. It's good. It means you're serious about your faith if you're wrestling with God. Uh, it's, this story is so beautiful here in verse 27 and 28. I will not let you go unless you bless me or change me. I will not let you go unless you change me or bless me. And there are times in our life where we will be in that progressive revelation. And we said today in the leaders that life doesn't make sense without the mystery. It's almost a paradoxical statement. Like my Christian life does not make sense without the mystery of Christ. <laughs> And there's freedom in that. It means that we can never exhaust his love. We can never exhaust his mercy. We can never find the bottom of grace. And thank God we can't. Because his grace is extravagant. It's extravagant. It's exquisite. It's, it's incredible. It's so good. Okay, so Jacob, his name meant, what did Jacob's name mean? Cheater, conniver, manipulator. What's your name mean? What's your names mean? Well, we could fill in a lot of maybe bad experiences and bad things that we've done that could define us. Il y a beaucoup de choses qu'on a vécu, qu'on a fait, 
But instead, he changed his name to Israel, which is power with God and authority with men. Today, Jacob, you will be known as Israel. That's amazing. That, that is the name that really defines who we really are in Christ. Because grace relies totally on the giver, totally, and nothing to do with the re recipient or the receiver. So, Jacob, what is your name? My name is Israel. God has renamed me. God has remade me. God has rebuilt me. The devil says, what about that? You are guilty. Yes, we are. But that's not the whole story. Grace stepped in. Grace abounded over sin. Mercy rejoices over judgment. Love prevails. And today we are sitting here, as we heard so beautifully, as a privilege and gift of God that we can be together. It's a privilege. I'm so thankful for that. This is the message the world needs. The world doesn't need to be fixed and then come into the church. The world needs to come broken and, and beat up and just sit and be loved, right? Yeah, they just need to come and be loved. It's amazing. Our souls get noisy, don't they? Our head gets noisy. I talked to one brother. He said, the last time I went to pray, it took me 45 minutes to be still. It was so noisy in his heart. So many worries. So many fears. So much depression. There were holes in his soul. And he wasn't able to retain the truth of God. And we just said, it's okay. Be still. And know that God is God. Just collapse in the arms of God today. And God rebuilt this man. God transformed this man. You wouldn't recognize him today. You wouldn't recognize him. And it's like he, he, he has almost forgotten who he was. And that's a good thing. Because uh, it's been replaced by grace. All right, Psalm 23. How are you doing? You good for a few more minutes? New name. What's your new name? My new name is faithfulness. My new name is disciple. Uh, my, my new name is the, is the disciple whom Jesus loves. My new name is forgiveness, integrity, loyalty, grace man, 
grace lady, right? It's good to confess that, isn't it? Because the devil is like all about the old name. And this is why in Zechariah 4, 6, we need to shout grace, grace. Twice. One at the devil. And one at myself. Because <laughs> we forget. Devil, let me just tell you, I want to remind you who I am in grace. That'll be a short conversation. It really will be. But look what you did. Yes, there's forgiveness. And reconciliation. Isolation. And forsaking it and moving on. Yes, yes, yes. But old things are passed away. And this gives us confidence in 1 John 4.4. It gives us confidence. We have confidence, not in ourselves, but in the new name. Because you and I are a work of God. Isn't it true? We are trophies of the grace of God. Trophies. God is bragging, if we could say. God is happy with you. Because you are a work of, of grace. So, let's look at Psalm 23. Uh, I think I was reading Christophe's tattoo and I was reminded of this. We used to have a brother in our church. He had tattoos all over his body. And his name was Tattoo Norm. We, we called him Tattoo Norm. Yeah, Tattoo and his name was Norm. Norman. So he had a tattoo, uh, tattoo store, tattoo business. And I'm always intrigued by tattoos. Even though I don't have tattoos. My wife won't let me have a tattoo. <laughs> no, because that's a joke. Okay. Uh, but tattoos tell an interesting story about people's lives. And it's a great way to stop somebody on the streets and just talk about their tattoos. Because people like to talk about their tattoos. I think I'm talking too much about tattoos right now. But, uh, but Psalm 23. Psalm 23. We see three things that help us with a grace identity. Our noisy souls are quieted. They're settled. I don't need it to make sense. I just, it's a chronological way. It's, it doesn't have to make sense. God said it, it's true, therefore I believe it. And then the feeling or the obedience or the action will come later. Somebody might say, I don't feel like coming to church. I don't feel like loving my spouse. I don't, I don't feel like obeying the Bible. That's okay. None of us feel those things, maybe. But, but obedience is a choice. And when we obey God by faith, desire 
and, and, and experience and feelings come, maybe. Le, le, le désir et les and they come. They come after the decision to obey. Amen, doesn't it, true? It's amazing. I remember a woman saying, I don't feel like forgiving my husband. And I said, I, I understand maybe a little bit. And I wasn't trying to be sarcastic, but I said, I don't think God was feeling like being crucified on a cross for our sins either. But he did because of love, right? He did it because of love. And his love kept him on those on that cross. So what we say to ourselves is really important. How do we talk to ourselves? How is it that we relate to ourselves? It's very easy maybe to be kind to others, but to be unkind to ourselves. It's very easy maybe to be very generous to others, but be very legalistic with ourselves. And grace says... Uh, I'm going to turn that, I'm going to give you a new name, I'm going to give you a new nature, a new way of thinking. And in verse 5 of chapter 23, he, he prepares a table in the presence of our enemies. That's a beautiful table. By the way, the food here is very good. This could be a table in France, but this is not our enemy. This is like a beautiful table. It's a place. Maybe we are our own worst enemy. And God says, I have a table of grace for you. You will find me in your noisiness. You will find me in your chaos and I will make it I'll make it still what happened to Naomi what happened to her she let her situation have more authority over her than God did and we're not going to be hard on her because we understand that this life can be very difficult. But Naomi, don't change your name. You're still pleasant because God is with you. Daniel, they tried to change his name to Belteshazzar. The devil wants to change our name. That's exactly his first point. His first plan. If I can disrupt the believer from relating to themselves in Christ, I have I have a I have a lot of authority there. But God is so faithful. He prepares a table, and then he anoints our head. And it isn't like this little dot of anointing oil when you maybe maybe in Baltimore we put a little dot of oil on people's heads. The picture is that he puts a bucket of oil, he pours oil all over us. 
God anoints you for where you are. He, he anoints you as a father. He anoints you as a mother. He anoints you as a student. As a mechanic. As a pastor. Uh, as, as fill in the blank, God has anointed you there. And he's with you. And then I love these next four words. My cup runs over. My cup. My soul is now, my heart is now full and there's no holes in it. Depression. Fear. Anxiety. Insecurity. They are defeated. They are defeated. They are defeated in the grace of God. Isn't that good? I remember a woman in our church years ago, she said, God has crucified every reason why I need to be depressed. I looked at her and I said, that is a very profound statement. And I think about it a lot. God has crucified every reason why I should be fearful. So why am I fearful? Well, maybe, uh, maybe I'm not thinking in grace. And I say, God, I'm going to shout grace to the devil. I'm going to shout grace to me. And the shout of a king is now coming out of our life. Et le, le cri du roi vient, sort de nos vies du coup. And then what happens? Et qu'est-ce qui se passe? Life doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but we're, and maybe it does, but it's not, it's not limited to reason, but now we're walking in a progressive revelation of God. Et... <laughs> Another long topic, sorry. Et donc la, la vie tout d'un coup ne, ne fait pas complètement, n'a pas pris tout son sens. Yeah, so life doesn't have to make sense, but we're walking with him. Chronologically, Donc, moment by moment. And we're learning our new name. Let's keep learning our new name. Because it didn't come from us. It came from God. Ask God to tell you your new name. In the spirit. So when the devil tells you your old name, you don't respond, we don't respond to him. It's like the devil knocks at your door, you send Jesus to open the door. <laughs> Amen. A new name, a new nature. Uh, and we are free. And I'll give you one more thing here. Grace makes us alive. It shows us that we belong to God. It shows that we are accepted in the beloved. It shows that we are free in Him. And that we are united together with Him. Amen. Lord, thank you today for your great grace.
Lord, help us not to let the devil change our name. But we are saints of God. We are the children of God. We are lively stones. We are most precious. We, are, we have an inheritance. We are kings and we are queens. We are, have great value. Lord, thank you today for this grace identity. Lord, teach us these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.